Grills. It's time for Tallahassee Game Day on War Chant TV and Real Talk 93.3. That pass is intercepted to the delight of all Seminole fans. The pick six. Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang bring you the latest news, updates, and analysis around the FSU program ahead of today's kickoff on Bobby Bowden Field. Second and three. Patient and explosive. Game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now live from Florida's capital city, here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron. It's game day, Seminole fans. Welcome into Tallahassee game day. It is great to be with you. Another season upon us. Let's celebrate. Let's take a moment to appreciate and obviously prepare ourselves for Florida State football. I'm Jeff Cameron alongside Tom Lang. Voice guy told you that. Just to reiterate, it is great to be with you. I want to thank our friends at Zaxby's. Uh, this unbelievable amount of support from Zaxby's for this pregame show. You'll hear that frequently throughout the broadcast, but and for good reason. Uh, just delicious pregame platters that you should be picking up right now as you're on your way over to the tailgate. We've got one here. You'll see the pictures with about 4,000 chicken fingers here. I, I did my best to plow through about 10 of these to Right. Start. I think yeah. there were 4,050 yeah. about 20 minutes ago, but we got it down to 4,000. Yeah, they're delicious, and, uh, and they're also overly tempting um, <laughs> in that I'm trying to do a broadcast, and they're right here to my left. So it's just the wafting beauty that is these that are these chicken fingers. Anyhow, uh, we think that we think Zaxby's, and uh, I'll I'll give you some more insight into the goodness that is Zaxby's, but also a chance to win some tickets later on. So something you're going to want to be a part of all season long on the Tallahassee game day. All right, so it feels like we've done all the waiting we could possibly do. I, I I've enjoyed the football, obviously the build uh, until our game. Ultimately, though. It's tough on a Sunday night because you get up this morning, I think a lot of people did, after a day of watching everybody else play, and you're a little envious. You enjoyed that. You saw the experiences with the fans. You saw some upsets. You saw some big games. You're like, okay, that's the appetizer. I'm ready. I'm ready for Florida State football. And then you got to wait all day long. Now, the lots are open, and if you're listening over there at Doe Campbell Stadium, it's good to be with you. Have fun. Cat 5, boys and girls, Cat 5, just so you know. Got to keep it together. It's a ways away from kickoff. But soon enough, it will be here, and we'll get a glimpse of what this Florida State football team can be. And certainly, I think that's the big question mark. It's It's been interesting. You and I, Tom, have had weeks to talk about, really an entire offseason to talk about, what's possible for Mike Norvell, this staff, and a team on the rebuild, on the mend, if you will. And we knew that it's a big game right off the bat because you get tested by a top-10 team. So how they responded, how did camp go? Many of you in town maybe just tuning in for the first time, kind of getting your mind right for Florida State football again. I can tell you that they had a great spring. That carried over into the offseason and a really, really productive fall camp in the sense that I think the work ethic was there. I think the uh, the, the, the position battles elevated competition, and that always brings out the best. So – I, and more importantly, you come into this game, I guess you could say, pretty damn healthy. Yeah, especially given you know how typically a camp will – you'll be one or two fewer at some key positions by the end of camp. Every year, every team. And so far, so good. Knock on wood. Hopefully that continues for 60 minutes tonight. 
I can tell you, though, man, just 10,000-foot view, today did feel different. Mm -hmm. Today feels like a game day. And uh, I guess in my older age, I'm getting a little bit more soft because um, I was listening to the Marching Chiefs on the drive over here three hours ago. We were getting prepped, getting ready to go. Yeah. And it was like a time warp. I could hear the same tunes in my mom's Toyota Privia back in 1993 <laughs> driving up from Tampa to Tallahassee. I was seven or eight years old coming up for a game day at the Erector Set known as Doe Campbell Stadium at the time. And I got a little emotional. I did, man. Today, I've, I've just... I've got a full heart. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to see football and not speculate about football. Sure, Practice is yeah. one thing. Games are another. And that's been the theme this week on the Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 p.m. every weekday right here on Warchant TV, save for Tuesdays, has been, listen, how can they handle the adversity? How can they handle the speed of live football, not practice? And if something doesn't go right, how do they react? Because in camp, they look mentally tough. Can they carry that over to the games? If they can... We're in business. We're going to have a decent season where you're going to see improvement, and the record should reflect that. We have ample opportunity throughout this show to break down some of the pivotal matchups, some of the uh, one-on-one matchups, as well as the segment group matchups that we think either benefit Florida State or are something that they have to overcome. But big picture today, honestly, uh, and and I would say more than anything else, this is today's top story, Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, our good friends there, uh, sponsoring this segment. I, I will tell you that the top story for me is, well, I'll say probably somewhere late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter, how do they respond to an adverse moment? How do they respond to a moment? And I'm talking about mentally and body language. We're all going to be paying very close attention because this has been a fragile bunch. I'm not faulting any one person. There's been uh, enough blame to go around. But what, what did happen to this proud program was that guys somehow, some way became broken. And, of course, we know the locker room there for a time uh, was toxic. They've had to fight the uphill climb and battle to, to get their minds right as well as get guys to buy in and believe again. And that's all well and good. You can filter, you know, you can get kids out of the locker room and on to other greener pastures for them if that's what they want. You can try to bring in through transfers, the kinds of guys you think will buy in and lead responsibly both on and off the field. But how do you respond in an actual game when the other team begins to make plays or is you know, at some point uh, physically more dominant in an area than you? Do you fold? Do, you, do your shoulders sag? Does your head hang? Or do you continue to fight, realizing that that's the only way out of this hole that we've dug for ourselves? is to continue to fight and believe and believe in one another and play the next play. Do they do that? Because I think, obviously, long-term, no matter what happens tonight, if they show they're at that place, that serves this program and these kids very well moving forward throughout the rest of the schedule. Maybe it's enough to get a win tonight, maybe. But even in defeat, if that were to happen, I think you would walk out of that stadium saying, okay, there's grit there's determination. There's belief. I can get behind this. I can watch this. That will lead to wins. We're going to get where we want to go. Yeah, talking to a lot of people yesterday at Libations Fest, and thank you to everybody who showed up at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. It was yes. a great time. Uh, one of the examples that fans would bring to my attention was, hey, you know what? If it looks like Minnesota, Ohio State earlier this week, mm. in which Ohio State was pushed to the brink, that might be enough to satisfy me. Now, that's not going to be every Noel fan. There are going to be some that say, hey, what are we doing? We're still FSU. And you know what? You see upsets happen all the time. Look at this weekend. Coaching matters. If you've got a good coach, that can account for a huge gap in talent. Sure. Because you're working around efficiency. So I want to see a win. That's 
what maybe some of the other folks are saying. But either way, I'd like to find out more tonight than I have at any point because last year was a year zero where you can't carry over too many lessons. I'd like to know a little bit more tonight after 60 minutes about this coaching staff. Do we have a good one? I think we do. But do we? This game can help point in that direction. It can, it can help with the confidence level of, of the Seminole fans. And also, the buy-in factor. This is a big game. It's going to be a sellout, a packed house. But we know how things have gone in recent years. By the middle or end of September, the season has been over by, for all intents and purposes. We want the interest level to continue into October, into November. And watching apt play, watching good coaching will help people stay invested for longer. Well, I think most Seminole fans listening to this will have really close eyes on this defense because last year's game against Notre Dame, which ended poorly, and frankly the score seemed to indicate a closer game than it really was because Florida State could not and has not the last couple of times that they've played Notre Dame stop the run. And it is really difficult to watch a game in which teams can line up 12 personnel and run the ball down your throat. Uh, now, you can get beat physically, as we've said, a lot this week, and you'll live with it as long as your guys are in the right spot and they're fighting and they're sacrificing and they know where to go. Part of the problem a year ago against Notre Dame, they were clueless. They had no idea. Really simple counterplays were going off for 12 to 15 to 17 yards a clip. And, you know, that you can't see that tonight. I'll answer the question. I, I Florida State has a good coaching staff. But there are a couple of guys that step on that field tonight that are in immediate pressure cookers. And 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 they are Adam Fuller and Chris Marv. And I don't think there's any question about that. I think two fingers to my eyes, two fingers to you. I'm going to give you a bit of a pass for a year ago. We know what a mess of a year it was. We understand there wasn't buy-in. You didn't get a spring. All that stuff. Don't want to relitigate that. Better see a team committed to triggering downhill when they read run, when they read their keys tonight. Better be willing to bow up and, and take on blockers and be physical, especially out there on the edges too, because we didn't see that a year ago. Let's hope that's not the case tonight. Yeah, it's hard to project, obviously, watching a camp and, and fall practice in which you're going against yourselves. Right? That's not a fair way to assess if the defense is doing well or the offense is doing well, because maybe the other side of the football is not good. We learned this lesson a couple years ago. Remember, it was on the eve of the Virginia Tech football game on a Monday night in which uh, one of the scrimmages, the offense scored, it was like 12 touchdowns. Something ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, they scored none in the opener. We all remember that game. So you don't want to you don't want to overestimate what you see in practice. But what I can tell you is from last fall to the spring game, you saw an improvement on defense in getting downhill, triggering, making plays, and playing with physicality. Yeah, willingness to be physical too. A lot of these younger yes. guys that came in yes. are certainly willing uh, to, to mix it up a little bit. Does that continue on? Do you see further development where last fall to the spring, okay, looks better? Does it continue to look better from the spring into game number one? Practice indicates that it should, but we will see. That's today's top story. It was brought to you by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, a longtime trusted partner of the Jeff Cameron Show. Turn to the experts at Barano Heating and Air Conditioning. For all your cooling and heating needs this fall, head to BaranoAC.com or call 850-580-4029. You know, another element, Tom, that I think we have to look closely at here is, is Notre Dame as buttoned up as they were a year ago or even two, three years ago when, when we went to Chicago together when you were so sick. <laughs> but but I... That would be frowned upon these days. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Well, yes, it was yeah. in, more innocent times. 
But Notre Dame returns just 44% of the offense uh, per a metric that you can find in all the advanced metrics where you really realize who contributed to the offensive production. And they return only 44%. By the way, that's the lowest mark in the nation for returning starter production on offense. It doesn't mean they won't be successful. It doesn't mean they won't have a good offense. It just means that there have been an awful lot of changes to an offense. And it starts with the fact that Ian Book is no longer at quarterback. They turned to Wisconsin transfer Jack Cohn. That's a guy that we've seen play football. And he's a pedestrian quarterback. He's a game manager. Now, you can win with game managers, as we've seen, if you're running the football and you're able to play good defense. You don't turn the football over. You ask him to throw off a play action, kind of intermediate routes. You can win like that. So... At the same point, though, you would not normally describe a guy that can win you a game from the quarterback position as a manager. You would you would point to the more dynamic quarterbacks throughout college football or in the NFL as guys that test you every quadrant of the field and can go lead a team to victory as opposed to managing a game. So I'm glad that Jack Cohn's in. I'm glad that Florida State faces a guy that can't, in all likelihood, by himself certainly go out there and be the difference in the game. I also like noting that Coach Kelly at the end of camp basically said if there's one thing he wants to see more from Jack Cohn is that his footwork wasn't very good. He's got to be quicker. He's got All right. So you got new offensive linemen, just 44% of the production returning, a new quarterback who might have been a little slow-footed in camp. All right. See, My goodness. I'm creating a path for you Look here. Look at this. I'm creating a path Boy. for you, everybody. So we'll see. We'll see. But why do I bring it up? Because I started by talking about Florida State's defense and how active they are, how, their ability to stop the run. If you do that, you get them behind the change, you get them off schedule, suddenly you've got an opportunity to create a pass rush, which has not existed here in some time. So that's why you brought Jermaine Johnson in. That's why I care. To, they, they, they brought in some guys that they thought could make a difference there. It starts by stopping the run, and then maybe you're able to generate a pass rush. That's the path to having some success and having a chance to win this game and get it into the fourth quarter at home, which I think ultimately we're all desperate to see. If something like that happens early in this game, get excited. I agree on all fronts, and the reason I've been going back and forth on the War Chant Report, I predicted one thing, and the uh, matchup analysis, I predicted another. I've been going back and <laughs> forth because first games are weird. Look mm. around the country. Yeah. Look around the country from Thursday through last night. You see weird scores, halftime numbers that have you going, what? There wasn't an offensive touchdown in the Georgia-Clemson game last night? I mean, are you kidding? Penn State and Wisconsin were scoreless at the half, right? They had three more offensive touchdowns in their game than Georgia and Clemson did in, in their game when they played in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird stuff, and, and when you have that much turnover, if you're going to catch Notre Dame this season, you want to catch them in week one. In an odd way, there's more continuity for FSU in a lot of areas than there is for Notre Dame, and then also you add in the rabid atmosphere that we'll have tonight at Doak, and that I think is also... Going to be something that, if you're looking for ingredients, we've got a few. Well, that's well played. You just served that one up right there. It's a chance. Uh, that was unintentional, sir. But I, I like the way that you did it. It's telepathy. Pre-game, post-game, or no game at all, anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Just as long as you're hungry, feed your team of 12 to 14 with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter like the ones I have to my left here. And don't forget that world-famous sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's Platters or online or in the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminoles booster for over 15 years. More Tallahassee game day in a moment. 
Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University at Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. It is great to be with you. It is game day. Florida State, Notre Dame got the slate to themselves tonight. The nation will watch what I think will be a electrifying atmosphere develop. I think, obviously, uh, the pregame activity, the stuff that you see in uh, honor of Coach Bowden will be uh, emotional, uh, but it will also be something that I think galvanizes this group. This is a hungry fan base, Tom. You could sense it all offseason as the build to the start of the year began. And really, every day we would come on the air during the uh, wildly popular Jeff Cameron show, weekdays, Monday through Friday, now 1 to 3 p.m. on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. And we would tell people that um, there's a lot of work to be done, that the, the roster is not where it needs to be, and people don't want to hear that. They, the immediate response, whether it would be on Twitter, at Jay Cameron Show, or it was an email, whatever it might be, would be, no, man. They, they had a real spring this time. They've had an offseason. You can get a lot better than you were, and you can. We never disagreed with that. The whole thing was, this is a very tough schedule. Let's just start with that, a very tough schedule. So there may very well be tangible growth emotionally, physically. The offense and defense may be coordinated in a way that gives you hope in terms of a game plan beyond the first 15 plays, scripted plays. All of that may happen, and yet you can still lose ball games because you're just not there physically. Now, that we don't know. We don't know which of these games they don't match up. It may very well be that they can end this one. But they did need to see, speaking of which, tangible evidence of growth. I think you will see that regardless of who wins the game tonight. You are going to see a better looking, a better prepared, and a hungrier, faster. I do believe that because now they have a real idea of what they're being asked to do uh, for the state football team. Hopefully they play smart. Hopefully they're not overly emotional. Hopefully there's an opportunity for them to prove how much growth there's been from a series to series deep into this game. You see all of that. Yeah, I think one of the challenges for this coaching staff tonight is going to be to make sure everybody stays level-headed. Of course you want to play the game with energy and passion, but the way this building is going to be frothing at the mouth on the one hand, but then also somber on the other. This is a very interesting pregame to go through, and I'm yeah. looking at it just clinically. Of course, it's going to be touching and sad when you know you see the memories and, and the tributes to Bobby Bowden before kickoff, but then also we've been itching for years now to get back together in earnest to watch what we love to watch. Yeah, it's on a Sunday night. We typically like our Saturdays, but this is something that Noel fans across the country have been waiting for for a long time, college football the way it's supposed to feel, and it has felt that way this week. So for the coaching staff, you've got to make sure that the players don't get too amped up. Oh, make sure. mistakes out of too much passion and emotion rather than sticking to the plan and doing their job. They didn't have to worry about that last year. First of all, we weren't very good. Secondly, you know, the stands were at most filled at what, 30 to 50%. So it's going to be a, a new thing for them tonight, but again, from what I've seen in camp, these guys are prepared. These guys do work hard. There were a couple of days in full pads. I remember the week where they went Monday to Sunday, nonstop. There was football every day. I remember that Friday practice. They had just come off of a big-time, physical, chirpy kind of Thursday where the offense was getting after the defense and vice versa. And I saw them get through it on Friday. There was no pouting. Guys weren't walking over to the sidelines and taking a break when they weren't supposed to. The coaches didn't have to wrangle them. Yeah. That shows mental toughness. Okay, so that's one barrier cleared. But you got to be mentally tough to be able to handle this type of atmosphere. 
we always talk about the adversity of going on the road. Sometimes there's adversity in being in front of a a fan base that is rabid and ready to go in your own building, and that's what they're going to have to deal with tonight. It's always a balance uh, to keep your emotions in check, but also play fast with emotion, you know, with energy. Uh, it's a fine line. Uh, and, and, and guys, you know, usually that's sort of the area where you learn that over time. You learn because adrenaline is a very real thing, and you can, you can tire yourself out very, very quickly uh, if you're not able to wrangle that, if you're not able to breathe and focus and all of those things. And early on, you see a lot of mistakes where players over-pursue on defense, for example, trying to make a play, so eagerly wanting to get to the spot. You or know, a late hit, an unsportsmanlike. Like yeah. yeah, you see a lot of that. Now, listen, I think emotions will run high for both teams tonight. I think Notre Dame is eager to come in here and prove uh, that they're one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I think they want to obviously establish – uh, that same sort of physicality that they were able to establish a year ago when they faced Florida State. Because let's be honest, if you're that coaching staff, if you're Coach Kelly, you know, you're telling your guys, we have physically whipped this team the last couple times we've faced them, and, and it hasn't been close. We have dominated them physically. Let's establish that nothing's changed because they'll go ahead and, you know, coil back into their shell if, if we establish early on that we're the same monster that they couldn't slay before. Florida State will be eager to say, not this time. That's not who we are. That team is not this team. We're here, four quarters, let's go. We've got anything you want. We'll play it any way you want to play it. So th th both teams will be charged emotionally, and they want to establish early on that they're not going to back down from the other. That's true of first games. That's true of big games. That's true of night games. That's true when you're dealing with 18-, 19-, 20-year-old kids. So that'll be fun to watch to see which team can keep their head, but also who is able to firmly establish uh, either and dictate sort of how they want to play the game. Uh, for Florida State, again, so much focus is always on a quarterback. And, of course, throughout this camp, it was about who's going to play quarterback. And the whole time I kept thinking, no, man, I I'm not as concerned about that. Obviously, I'm interested. But can this defense establish a, a realm of physicality? That That's the only chance you have no matter who the hell is playing quarterback. Can you get stops? Are you in the game in the second quarter? Do you have a chance in the middle of the third quarter to look up and go, all right, we got a one-score game. Let's go. You know, last year so often it wouldn't have mattered. If Joe Montana were at quarterback, you couldn't stop anybody else from scoring. It rendered it all moot. Yeah, you got me fired up, and the army of chickens <laughs> over my left shoulder as well. They're fired up. You can see them. They're kind of stirring over here. Uh, you know, it's funny, because if you look at the FSU offense against the Notre Dame defense, just as a matchup, and we got keys to the game we could talk about for each side of the ball later. That's the tougher one to figure. Obviously, Florida State has quarterback questions, but then Notre Dame's got a new defensive coordinator. And how much more of the playbook is open for Mike Norvell? These are questions that will be answered tonight. Mm. But if you're talking about Notre Dame's offense against Florida State's defense, even with the attrition year over year for Notre Dame's offense, the game plan's simple. You could have handicapped this one six months ago, or, or at least talked about what the keys would be, right? Notre Dame is going to try to run it down our throat again. Are we strong enough? Are we apt enough to be able to neutralize it to the point where they're in some third and fives and third and sixes? That's it. That has been the story. As soon as that game was over and we knew that we were kicking off with Notre Dame again to start the 2021 yeah. season, you knew that's what they're going to do. I mean, it's the other side of the coin. We were talking about it with Alabama and Miami. The spread was only 18 and a half, 19 points. That's a little light if you paid attention to that game yesterday at 330. It's, on the one hand, you don't have Mac Jones anymore. You don't have um, Smith anymore. You don't have a lot of the pieces, Najee Harris, that made you what you were if, if you're Alabama. On the other hand, you got a bunch of dudes who are Alabama caliber 
who can't wait to prove themselves. Right. Right? So that's the bad news for Miami. That's what they found out yesterday. So if you're trying to be optimistic from a Notre Dame standpoint, even with all these changes, it's these guys have been waiting forever for this opportunity to prove themselves, and that's what this is tonight. That's where it's this game is really simple on that side of the ball. Our our defense against their offense, they're both trying to prove something tonight. And like you said, we have opportunities later in the show, and we're definitely going to do this looking in certain keys for every segment group. So let's, listen, we're not going to ignore the fact that they brought in Marcus Freeman. And oh, by the way, Clark Lea, the, the, the defensive coordinator who left, uh, to take the head coaching position at Vanderbilt, as an aside, uh, managed to lose last night to East Tennessee State, buddy. By that they 20, did. By 20. Just an aside. I just thought I'd work that in What there. do East Tennessee State, <laughs> Georgia, and Clemson all have in common? They didn't allow an offensive touchdown last night. There it is. You're in great company. Make sure you order ahead. Want to go from zero to Zaxby's in no time. Flat, order ahead online or in the app. Just click order now, select a location, then start ordering. Get exactly what you want, how you want it, right when you need it. And when you're ready to pick it up, let us know you're here and you can skip to the front of the line. It's that easy. Head to Zaxby's.com or download the app to get started. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminoles booster for over 15 years. Looks like you're enjoying you some Zaxby's. Oh, look at that picture. Look at that. <laughs> If you're watching on uh, Warchia TV, I didn't know Matthew snapped this beauty here. <laughs> that was one hungry cameraman, I too. Was, I was hungry. I was like, look at that. I mean, look at it. It's a glorious thing. Uh, also, by the way, guys, it's not normal for us on a pregame show, and we're going to break so I can do this. I, I see you guys out there. Thank you, Todd. Uh, anybody else that we need to flash up there? I saw uh, Eric as always. Yeah, man, Eric. Wish we spent a little bit more time, or at least I did with you yesterday, Eric. I got caught up after yeah. I grabbed him the big cider. Austin helped us. Uh, Shane came through huge here. Thanks, guys. And and a lot of you had nice things to say about us joining War Chant. That's it's been awesome to go uh, to go and and have these events and be part of these things early on. And it's good to be with all of you guys and be able to talk to you. I appreciate you uh, a lot. All right, so it's Tallahassee Game Day. More in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Time now for the offensive keys to the game. Brought to you by the Hobbit American Grill. Hobbit American Grill, celebrating over 40 years of serving good times to good people for great memories. Get your game day going at 2020 West Pensacola Street. For more locations, head to myhobbitonline.com. I remember going over to Hobbit, 93, 94, 95. Man. Yeah, for me it was. It's been a long time. 06, 07, yes, 08. I, yeah. I know our age difference. Different yeah. generations, but they're always there. <laughs> yeah, they they're are. always there. Yeah, so listen, we mentioned it a moment ago. Marcus Freeman is an elite defensive co coordinator. He comes in for Notre Dame from Cincinnati, and uh, this was a really smart hire, a great hire. In fact, a hire that made me jealous. Uh, nothing nothing against you, Coach Fuller. We'll see. Hopefully this all works out, and I'm rooting for him. But, man, when, when Freeman was available, I thought, well, that's a, that's a known commodity right there. That guy can really coach. Cincinnati's defense was elite. He's also one of the best recruiters in the country. So, you know, it's a, a good combination that's to a, have. That's a one-two and that's a half. That's a hell of a one-two. Now, if you must know, just if you're wondering about the X's and O's, Freeman runs a 3-3-5. Uh, they blitz a ton, so get ready. You'll see it coming from lots of different places. 
That is different from the 425 package, which is what the Irish were in a year ago. Uh, they need uh, Kurt Hinnish to kind of wreak havoc in the middle. He does. Uh, and I, I'm kind of surprised sometimes by that because he's not that big a dude, uh, comparably speaking. But he is able to play you know, that nose position in a way that uh, is, is very difficult to handle uh, up front. So I, he's, he, he brings a lot of experience, obviously, and he is uh, kind of one-gap guy and really strong, and his pad level's great. So that's how it all works. And then from there, they bring pressure from all different kinds of ways, and they run stunts, and they'll, uh, they'll make it interesting. Let's hope Florida State's uh, protections are in, you know, firmly entrenched. Let's put it that way. Uh, guys understand, and since we're talking about the offensive keys to the game, that's why I started with Notre Dame's defense. The look will be fascinating tonight. It's probably the matchup I'm most concerned about in that we know that Notre Dame is going to be well coached at the position. We know that Notre Dame is going to blitz because he does. We know they're going to be multiple because that's exactly what he does. He'll move in and out of that 3-3-5. So it's a it's a bit disconcerting since we've had an offensive line the last number of years that has been willing to give it up. So you are a boxing aficionado. You were especially growing yeah. up when boxing was yeah. you know, more than relevant. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. There we go. There's the word. So what weight class would you say had the most action to it? Where you just had to there was a timing factor. If you can get home, if you can get that one punch when the opening was there, was it welterweight, middleweight? Well, you know, listen, in a in a heavyweight fight, those guys are all so big you're one punch away from being knocked out if you get got. Right. But in my heyday watching boxing, you're talking about Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Kevin you know, Durant. So I would I would just tell you that that is uh, Roberto Durant. I would yeah, tell you Kevin Durant. I just said <laughs> I heard it out loud as I was talking. He yeah. couldn't bench two twenty once. One time, Roberto Durant. There, there was the most action was amongst the middleweights for a long, long time. That's what this fight's going to be like between Florida State's offense and Notre Dame's defense. Yeah. Because Mike's multiple. And Marcus Freeman is multiple, so you've got to. You might have a perfect play call for eighty percent of the defenses, but you know Freeman has just called something wild that you don't typically see, and so he makes the perfect call against Mike's good design. Right. It's hard. It's it's really hard in this way uh, to drop a play and a matchup because you just don't know what the other side is going to align like, and you've got to get off your keys. Uh, you know, if it was. Mickey Andrews back in the day, or, or sure. the Miami Hurricanes, you knew what they were going to run, and might you might be able to devise something against a simple two-man underlook, right? But, but we had better players, so you could do but that. We had yeah. better players, yeah. and we were going to get home before yeah. you could do anything about it. That was the right. point. In this instance, I don't know what the hell you're going to see out of Notre Dame, because you're also coming from one defensive philosophy to another. And if you paid attention to the coverage up there, the local beats in, in Notre Dame and South Bend, it's a terrible beat to cover in that town, they had no idea what to what to expect in this first game because you're right Marcus Freeman is multiple this is his credo he says they're multiple up front and they're consistent in their coverages so they want to flex their muscle with the front seven sometimes four down linemen sometimes three sometimes linebackers lined up the middle sometimes there's an overload to one side it's just hard to figure so the key on offense is to make sure your checks are solid and your assignments are paid attention to because remember last year in the first half Talking about Florida State's offensive line, Mike Norvell said they, they ran some stunts and some twists at us, and we didn't know what was happening. But by the yes. second half, we had figured it out, and the assignments were sound. Well, Devontae Love-Taylor in this game is going to be a key on offense because even when he was playing tackle here yeah, in he Tallahassee, called out the protections, he yeah. would call out the protections. Right now, he's listed on the depth chart as the starting right guard. So from the right guard position, he's going to be calling the checks. So will the quarterback, and maybe that's a key. Who is going to be the quarterback for the bulk of tonight's action? 
you've got to be on your P's and Q's because you have to be ready for anything at any moment. That's what this Notre Dame defense is going to be about. Don't miss high down the middle. Don't don't miss high down the seams. It's uh, Kyle Hamilton, one of the elite safeties in all the land, and that's uh, another guy that you can circle. He's a surefire first-round pick. Uh, so they've got players over there that you keep a close eye on. Him being, I think, chief amongst them. He is a, uh, a first-rounder, as I say, and, and, and really – an instinctive player. He's physical as well. He's a, he's a great athlete. Uh, so th- that's a guy that I worry about. You're going to have to find him. You're going to have to find him before every snap because that is a big-time football player. Again, if you just look at the percentages, Freeman compared to last year's defensive coordinator for N- Notre Dame, worlds apart in blitz percentage. Freeman brings a lot more pressure. We're going to see more pressure tonight than we did a year ago. And what do you do when you pressure on the outsides of the corners? You bring them up closer to the line of scrimmage. You play press because oh, you can. Yeah. You can afford to. Well, you can afford you're to. You're assuming but also, that you're going to get home. Let's say this right off the bat. Florida State's receivers are a huge question mark tonight. We all know this. And if you're going to have to play a physical defense early on that is impress man, obviously you have to prove you can get the hell off the line. Now, which of these guys is going to get off the line? Now, it's nice, by the way, to be able to move some of your quicker guys around, and we've seen a renewed health for a few guys. You can move them inside and and create that way. But out on the edges, you are going to have to see one of these younger guys, I think. I mean, to me, I, I... Malik McClain's going to have to make plays to right, show he can get off right. the line. You know, can you be physical? He's got the body for it. Right. And that's something that Mike said during camp. Coach Norvell is listen, you know, these guys are being fast tracked, a lot of these younger receivers. And you could see it in, in, in the way his face looked as he said it and the tone of how he delivered it, which is, you know, all things being equal, we don't want to do this, but we have to. This is the position that we're in with this roster is that some guys need to be pressed into live reps, game reps, probably sooner than they should, but hopefully they respond. What that means is on the perimeter, if you want to make plays on the perimeter today, it's going to have to be with the wide receivers blocking successfully on the outside. Yes, indeed. Because I think if you're going to get fat, it's in the middle of the field between the seams. Now they've got an all-world safety, as you're talking about. That's, <laughs> it's, this is not an ideal matchup on this side of the ball, but if you're trying to find where is a receiver going to be open, it's probably going to be in the middle of the field with well, a Keyshawn Helton or a Cam McDonald or somebody else. Yeah, I was going to say scheme it open with Keyshawn because he's a guy whose uh, athleticism and explosiveness has, you know, returned and that's a guy that maybe gets a matchup where he's able to make a play and then makes somebody miss he's the kind of guy that could do that for us Florida State doesn't have a lot of those guys not even a Malik McLean you know he's a big body type Brian Robinson's a young big body type but those guys aren't burners per se they're not guys that you expect to be uh scoreboard changers per se. That, that's basically Keyshawn Helton's uh role I think here uh, I don't know if you think Pokey can do that for us a little bit um you can know. make a guy miss. I don't know about down the field, but right. you know, in, in a short area, if you got him out in a flare, he can make one guy miss if you miss a block. Jordan Travis, I suspect, will be the guy tonight on offense, and I think they're going to move him around. They're going to have to move him around. Yeah. Obviously, he's a guy who has gained an awful lot of confidence this camp in throwing the football. So even though you want to play to some strengths, which is that mobility, as a carrier of the football, he was one of the most dynamic players in the country a year ago, just looking at the yards per rush metric. But the thing is, can you do it from the pocket and then call design runs for him when you want to, not because a play broke down. you got to make him play you honest 
And you can only really do that if you're throwing the ball successfully from the pocket and obvious passing downs. Third and five, third and seven, third and eight. Can he complete and keep drives going? A year ago, the only way he did that was with his legs. You can't sustain that. You also take an awful lot of hits doing that. And he's not a guy that has shown uh, to be overly durable. If he shows the level of improvement in a game that he has shown in fall camp and fall practice, again, this is our own opinion. We can't give trade secrets away, but we can speak on what we've seen. If he shows that level of improvement in a game that we've seen in fall camp, we're we're in business. I think maybe not tonight to win this game, but you've got something you've to got work something with moving forward. because it's a nightmare to defend given how elusive he is as a runner. The Zaxby's Game Day VIP Upgrade Contest is in full flight. Heads up, you're going to want to be a part of this. Zaxby's has donated their season tickets to you. Heard that right. For every home game this season, Zaxby's is hooking up one lucky fan with the ultimate seating upgrade. You can win a pair of 50-yard line seats, perfect seats at that, to get the Knowles' next home game. All you have to do is head to Twitter, tag Warchant and Zaxby's with a photo or video of your Knoll experience. So you can shoot a video of yourself at a tailgate with your friends having a big time, uh, your fan, man cave, whatever that would be, your reaction to a big play, something along those lines. Whatever basically being a Knoll means to you, we want to see it. We'll select the winner of the Wednesday before the Knoll's next home game and then show off your uh, entry during our next pregame show. That's in just three days, by the way. So get to work, everybody. Make sure to tag Warchant and Zaxby's with your fan photo or video, and good luck to you all. Our thanks to Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans, for providing the tickets all season long. More Tallahassee game day in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University at Seminole Boosters for over 10 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. And it is great to be with you. Today's some of the game, or which of the game, is served by which which superior sandwiches did you know, Tallahassee? That's on Wednesdays. The Wicked is just $5. Five bones, five meats, three cheeses, five bucks. Head to any of the uh, Witch Witch's three Tallahassee locations for a superior sandwich today. Uh, some numbers to know here, and we'll go to the sub in a moment uh, in terms of the sub of the day. 75th season of football in Tallahassee this year, and at a 74.6% uh, winning percentage, Florida State has the fourth highest in the country since 1976. We've been a spoiled fan base, to say the least. 45 consensus All-Americans in that time. That's the 10th most ever. And 44 first-round NFL draft picks since 1973. That's the sixth highest total of any program in the country as well. So this, this these last three years, that's been foreign to us. That is not what you do. That's not okay. Yeah, and uh, September in general for the last five years has not been okay. Can it be a good one? Can this it time be around? tonight, Tom? Well, we'll see about tonight. But as long as you handle business in this first month against Wake Forest, Louisville, and Syracuse, then I think we would call September a success, no matter what happens in this particular game. I think Syracuse might be just to begin the month of October. But you'd have real momentum heading into the halfway point. And you talked about it at the open of the show that the way the schedule lays out is not easy, but you can get fat on the schedule in the first half before the bye week. That's you when you to, have to make hay. You have to make hay there, and, and it would be a massive uh, boost to this team's confidence and belief that they're going bowling, that they're back on track if you were to pull the upset tonight because 
the next few games are all imminently winnable, to say the least. And the next thing you know, you got a four or five game winning streak and you're feeling very good about yourself. And uh, that might be enough to sustain and potentially lead to some upsets in the back half of a very difficult schedule. So the good thing is for the sub of the game or the witch of the game, you really have a lot of choices. Mm. More choices than we've had in previous years where we're just hoping that a, you know the starting group on both sides of the ball is you know average enough. So after consulting with the Army of Chickens during the break, mm -hmm. I have decided that my sub of the game will be Treshawn Ward. Treshawn Ward is not a name in the running back core that you would say should get 70 or 80% of the snaps entering fall camp, but all he's done is earn a scholarship here, earn praise from his position coaches, from Mike Norvell, and he's a reliable player who is where you ne he needs to be, when he needs to be there. He can make people miss in the open field. He's got some games when we can catch passes. Uh, if you know anything about the Mike Norvell offense last year, going to be a continuation of it there's going to be a lot of screens and quick hitting passes you need a running back that you can rely upon who has the skills to catch the ball in motion get downfield and get hidden yards that's who Treshawn Ward is I'm excited to see him out there tonight in certain packages so for me he would be the sub of the game it's a good choice, and it's one that I had chose before you did. So now I is that right? Yeah, that's exactly. I was reserving that. Shaheem Brown for you. No, uh, <laughs> I well, that's where you were going to go. It's where I went the second you just said what you did. So yes, thank you. You nailed it. I Shaheem Brown the is the army of chickens, and you picked the same player. Yeah, he's a great player, uh, Shaheem Brown, and and Kevin Knowles is another guy. So if I was going to submit to you two young guys that I think on defense. Uh, will play a big role that technically aren't starters. They're, you know, they're all rotating in. But, uh, yeah, it would be those two guys. Also, just to note here, uh, Jadarius Green-McKnight, I know we're not allowed to just pick everybody, but here's the thing. Defensively, Florida State's lacking at linebacker. They're kind of supplanting uh, some of their traditional linebackers with more speed. And so you you need bigger safeties that can play a role of linebacker or what would have been traditionally a linebacker in coverage. Uh, and I think those guys are all going to play a big role because some of the some of the guys that have switched positions or came in somewhat ready made would be these guys that come in at 6'2, 205, 210 right off the bat. Obviously, they're going to want to get them bigger, but those are guys that do play physical, have the body type to play a lot of college football early in their careers, and can run in coverage. And Florida State, you know, will be exploited if those guys don't play a big role tonight and play well because uh, the other more traditional linebackers may be one-dimensional. Fully understanding that you can't pick everybody, I'll segue to the linebacker group and just generally talk about them, not as a witch of the game. But given what Notre Dame wants to do, are you going to go smaller with coverage guys at the linebacker level, or is it a night in which Amari Gaynor and DJ, DJ Lundy, Lundy see a lot of time? Yeah, they'll see a ton of time. They have to. I mean, Gaynor is in that stud position. Lundy's the mic. Uh, those are guys you're going to see on the field a lot, and and they're guys. And Lundy, by the way, incredibly quick for a guy his size, but he is still 250 plus pounds. I don't like that in coverage. It's not a matchup that you'd want to see. But running downhill. Blowing up the run game? Yeah. And let's hope they're active. You know, I, I thought Florida State played defense on its heels last year. I thought Florida State played defense passively last year. I thought Florida State played defense unconvincingly. Uh, th this was a group that didn't have an awful lot of smarts to them, an awful lot of passion to them, and certainly not a lot of toughness to them. And let's see if this group uh, may be energized by having a greater understanding uh, and then also a chance to be more aggressive. And when you play more aggressive, you do less thinking. Obviously, you have to play fast and you have to play physical. 
if, if they can get into that role early on, maybe the confidence grows and all those guys begin uh, to create some doubt in Jack Cohn and this Notre Dame offense. Well, you said the word role. So that's where I'll go, because in talking to Adam Fuller at the outset of fall camp, we had a media luncheon yeah. where we had time to talk to coordinators and assistant coaches. One thing Adam Fuller told us was the time is now to carve out roles in the secondary, on the defense in general, because there's a lot of versatility. That's great. You can line up some guys at safety or corner or maybe safety linebacker, whatever it is. They needed to figure out who's going to line up where and what is their job. And he sounded like that he was out of time. He said it needs to happen now. And one thing that I think has happened now with position changes like Green McKnight or Akeem Dent to safety, uh, Amari Gaynor, even finding a home. He's not an edge rusher. Okay, fine. He's going to be at the second level as a stud, but he's also going to be an inside linebacker at times. Fine. Simplify it. Travis J at corner. They have found a way to siphon off some of these versatile players and put them in one place, in one home as a position. And that's going to be vitally important. As you're trying to establish a culture, when you're trying to do your job, play fast, worry about less, fewer things, right? then the roles need to be made clear. We didn't have that last year. No, we didn't have much last year. No. This, we this, threw stuff against the wall. Yeah. And, and again, I think last year was unlike any year we've ever seen in college football. I think it had by far and away the greatest impact on defenses really all over the country, but especially in places which you had new coordinators and you didn't have a spring. That is a, that's, a, that's a hell of a thing to have to overcome when you are brand new and you can't even go through install and actually teach, the, you know, teach what you're trying to do physically out on a field, but rather in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, what I'm hoping for from the linebacker group in general this year is that the contributions are at a level like Vishal and James B, who have just made contributions to this program. If they can contribute to this defense yeah. at the level of those two gentlemen for Tallahassee game day, we're going to be in business, man. I love you working that in, brother. That is exactly what you got you do. to. Today's uh, a happy day for everybody. That is what you do. Uh, if you need a break... From uh, your traditional same old salads, you want to give your taste buds a vacation from the ordinary, then try Zaxby's new Southwest salad with warm hand-breaded chicken, fire-roasted corn, juicy tomatoes, crispy Santa Fe tortilla strips, all in a bed of mixed greens and topped with the Southwest ranch dressing. It's made to order using only the freshest ingredients, and it's only at Zaxby's, a proud Seminole booster of Florida State football for over 15 years. Hour number two will be joined by Corey Clark of Orchant.com. And uh, get his perspective on what tonight means. That's coming up next in Hour 2 of Tallahassee Game Day.